Welcome to Love From The Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I am intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love From The Hip. And I am forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I am transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. There is great power in the number three. It is not only the number our brains remember most, but it is also the triad, as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end. It represents wholeness, and what better way to absorb information than from the power of three coaches? We created this show with the intention of assisting you in awakening your intuition and inner coach, and to help you live your best life. This is where we have real conversations and share our own personal experiences along the way. At the close of the show, we'll offer up our own personal coaching techniques related to the topic as well. Today's topic is self-doubt. Self-doubt is defined as a lack of faith in oneself, a feeling of doubt or uncertainty about one's abilities, actions, thoughts, beliefs, emotions, opinions, decisions, self-views, or any truth we hold in our minds. It is a feeling of instability. Researchers are suggesting that self-doubt specifically involves questioning our own self-competence. Wow, that's just about everything about ourselves, isn't it? (laughs) So what this may look like is... When you have self-doubt, you probably walk through life with a critical voice in your head telling you to give up. It's not worth it. You will fail at it. This voice enjoys reminding you that you're not good enough or incapable of accomplishing pretty much anything, and you probably find yourself feeling stuck a good part of the time because of it. We can classify this inner voice as a bully, don't you agree? It seems to convince you that your capabilities, strengths, and qualifications are questionable. So what this does is it cripples you with insecurity and you find that you are unable to make confident decisions and really step up and feel powerful in your life. This spills over into relationships with others because when you are critical of yourself, you can become hypercritical of others. This can keep you from having the nurturing and loving relationships you crave, along with reaching any goals, let alone helping you fulfill your dreams. So what causes it, this self-doubt? Research shows several ideas for what causes self-doubt. A main one is how people you deem as important in your life react to you and your thoughts, your beliefs, your actions, and your so-called mistakes. If they think that your choices or mistakes make you stupid, you might agree with them, especially in childhood where you are very impressionable. This leads to comparison that we either do to ourselves or where we were compared to other people in our lives in childhood with family and then adulthood, maybe at work or some competitive sport. Of course, this can cause great doubt about our own abilities, along with shadowing our desire to be authentic, especially if we are comparing ourselves to people who are more successful than we are or who have been doing the job or career for much longer than we have. Other causes of self-doubt can be low self-esteem, which means not having faith in our own abilities. Past experiences and mistakes, if we feel we have failed before, we may not trust ourselves anymore. Being under immense stress, a little stress is good, A lot of it can cause doubt because we aren't able to focus or have the energy to complete the task. And another one is childhood experiences. As I alluded to a few minutes ago, this is not only from your family of origin, it is also, it could be teachers or coaches that scolded you or embarrassed you. A couple ways that research shows how we deal with self-doubt is we check out or we distract ourselves with alcohol, drugs, shopping, procrastination. This is called a defense strategy and it it enables us to blame our struggles on something else and not ourselves. Another way is that we can become overachievers to try and prevent mistakes and perceived failures. 
We put in a lot of extra effort to try and compensate for the self-doubt, yet that causes confusion because then we don't know if it was the extra effort or our strengths that made the project or job successful. Another way that we deal with self-doubt is thinking that the other person had an unfair advantage if they succeeded and we didn't. Did you relate to anything I just shared? I know I did. And you might be wondering, well, now what do I do about it? How do I overcome this feeling of self-doubt? And what can I do to strengthen my self-esteem and self-confidence muscle? That's exactly what we will be talking about today. So stay tuned for this episode of the Conscious Coaching Hour, where we'll be discussing self-doubt and share what this means to us and give ideas on overcoming it. And remember, we're here for you. So message us on our Facebook at Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R dot com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an ounce of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I am transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. On today's show, we're discussing self-doubt. If you have a question or need some advice, Message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. That was a great intro. 
Yes, lots of golden nuggets of wisdom. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I read about it. I've never experienced it myself. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say if I kept checking off each one of those things, what does that mean? I but thought it was Rory that never experienced. He did say that when yeah, we talked yeah, about the topic. He He's, he was having a hard time relating. <laughs> I, oh, I meant in the last hour. Oh, yeah, that's what I was referring to. <laughs> and so, how would you say personally then you've been experiencing self doubt? Oh my gosh! No, I mean that intro, like you know, it was very illuminating in terms mm -hmm. of kind of how it shows up in your life, right? And mm -hmm. how often. I, you know, I definitely relate to a lot of those things, like the overworking, for mm -hmm. sure. Um, try to remember some of the other ones that you had on there. Overachieving. Uh, yeah, for sure. Comparing yourself to others, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, being criticized, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Depending on who that's coming from, although I think no matter who it's coming from, it's, you know, I think we take that to heart a lot, probably a lot more often than we should. I feel like I had less self-doubt in my younger years <laughs> than I, I did, I wanna, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, I, and I was wondering why. I was asking myself, why is that? Yeah. And I think it was because I was so much closer to my imagination and mm. being creative, which I was so much closer then to my true self. What about for you? What do you think? You know, for me, I had a lot of self-doubt when I was younger. Um, being one of the youngest of nine kids for a good part of my life, it's I got lost in the shuffle, didn't know you know, didn't get any guidance. So I didn't feel that I could do anything. I wasn't getting any kind of feedback at all. Mm. Some people would think that'd be great, right? But it, there was nothing to guide me to say, oh, you're doing a great job, right? So then I, I didn't have any confidence right. that what I was doing was right, you know? So for me, there was a lot of doubt that I took into my adulthood because of that. That makes sense. I feel like I was a, a bit cut off from my feelings and emotions oh. until really after high school. And that's when stuff started to surface. Mm -hmm. So when I think about the things that I was doubting, it didn't feel so much about myself back then. It was, you know, trying to figure out situations, you know, things are complicated, but right. I didn't internalize it as self-doubt in the same way that I do as an adult. Yeah, I don't think, like, I didn't really classify it as that. I just didn't know what mm. I was good at. You know, I had one coach, I could run really fast, but, you know, even then getting help from that coach is like, you could do so much more. You could do so much more, right? It's like, what? what? <laughs> this is I'm not doing enough? Yeah, I'm not doing enough. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like you could run as fast as that person. So that's gets into that comparison. Right. It's well, like, and also back to what you were saying about our mentors and our caretakers, mm -hmm. are, we're so impressionable as children. And so that self-doubt is already ingrained, right? Yeah. And for me, it didn't. So I think we go one of two ways. We either give up, like right? It's like, I can't do it, forget it. Or we overachieve. Mm -hmm. It's like, let me show. And in that period of time in my life, I just stopped. I gave up. And, and so that really, you know, I think that causes some scars. And that's what I got to address after high school. Like you were talking <laughs> about, Rory, and, and start to see these things and get to start to heal them in a very painful way, <laughs> yeah. but I still got to until now, at a later part of my life, I'm like, okay, I got this now. <laughs> it took me a while to get here. So do you think self-doubt is a good thing? Go right ahead, Mr. Rory. Yeah, I 100% think that a certain level of self-doubt is a good thing, right? I think it allows you to have more empathy, to be more thoughtful, to stop and think before you do things. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that it's it's healthy. What about you? 
I don't know if I'd say it's healthy, as I would just say it's a part of our human existence, right? It just mm-hmm. allows us to ask the questions, go deeper, find out where the wounds are wrapped around self-doubt and what the triggers are and allow ourselves to heal even more, like layers of an onion just peeling back. But I don't know if I'd welcome it, like open arms, you know? Yeah, I guess it's how you classify self-doubt, right? Mm-hmm. When, yes. when you're trying to make a decision about anything in life and there's two ways to go and you're having a difficult time making that choice, I consider that self-doubt, right? Yeah. It might be in a small form, mm-hmm. but when you don't feel confident about making a choice, I think that's self-doubt. And I feel like that happens a lot in life, right? Because mm-hmm. we get in these really complicated situations and then yeah. we're not always sure what the answer is. That's an interesting positive spin. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like you're checking in with yourself. Definitely. Yeah. And you're learning to have more confidence in the choices that you're making, which again, I think as when I was younger, that was easier. I d- there wasn't as many consequences. Yeah. As you get older, it feels like the consequences for our choices feel larger and larger and larger. But I mean, when you're in your teens, what a what type of choices uh, are you making? <laughs> I was going to say, I had some consequences in my teenage years. <laughs> it feels like yeah, it, but yeah. it's different, you mm-hmm. know? I think I have more capability now. I have more tools to look at self-doubt differently like that and look at as look at it as a tool. So self-doubt, I can start checking in, like you were saying, with yourself. And then I can also, because I can use that as an awareness, right? And decide where is this coming from? Right. And then being able to overcome that and kind of go, okay, I see where this comes from. This is my, the coach that told me blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Or it was my mom who didn't give me feedback or it was this, oh, got it now. Then I have the tool to kind of go, okay, I don't need to go back there. I don't need to, because that's another part of self-doubt is looking at our failures in the past and, and then sitting in them. And so now I'm in a much better place to be able to override that and be able to use it in a more positive spin, like, you know, Mr. Rory being Mr. Positive over here. Oh, yeah. You know? I do believe, though, that there is more self-doubt with more resources and the more opportunities that you have. Really? What do you mean? I mean, just even as an adult, we have more choices. There's more things that can happen. As you were saying, there's more consequences. Oh, yeah. So then there seems to stimulate more self-doubt, right? Oh, you mean like an overwhelm? Yeah, you get yeah. overwhelmed. It creates the anxiety, the mm-hmm. overthinking that all leads to, you know, this downward spiral because self-doubt then triggers what? Lack of self-worth. Right. Lack of self-love. The self-esteem goes down the Oh, man, big time. Right? Yeah, I think that's one of the other things you mentioned was just uh, stress, right? Mm-hmm. When you pile on that stress of feeling like overwhelmed, then of course it makes you look at every other thing and feel overwhelmed about it, right? No matter, like, I have to pick out a toaster. Yes. <laughs> Which one is the right toaster? Oh, my God. <laughs> right. So true. Will it match my walls? Yes. What do you think fuels self-doubt? Um, want to take that one? Childhood. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. I mean, when and as I was looking at this for myself and even the clients, right, that I have, You know, it's a joke, right? It's like, oh, yeah, goes back to childhood. But I really think that that's where it's laid. We either learn to have a good self-esteem, confidence, you know, because we've got that parental unit or at least this family of origin that supports us and, and, you know, keeps us going forward. Or we don't. Like me, I didn't get any input, so I don't know. Or the input then I finally got, it wasn't good enough. Mm. 
So I really think that it stems from that. Now, some people may have it older in life. Don't you think when we start to like the competitive sport thing I brought up, I had somebody talk to me about that. She said, I was confident until I was in competitive sports and then it was never good enough. Yeah, or you could be in a really unhealthy relationship. Absolutely. Right? You could you could be completely healthy up until that point mm-hmm. and then get into a situation and it just erodes your confidence completely. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, or the job market, right? When you're coming out of college or whatever and you're entering and then you've got all of this competition, of course you're going to compare. And depending on how you look at it, where you're at with your emotional state, you can go again either way. Yeah. So it doesn't have to really stem necessarily. But I think a lot of us, don't you think? I would agree. from that? I think also society and even just watching, you know, my teenage daughter and social media and how that triggers self-doubt, right? (laughs) Yes. I mean, I just had to deal with people in person when I was younger, (laughs) not, you know, a million, a billion people around the world, you know, cyberbullying and all the things that they have to deal with now. Yeah. Well, now it's such an illusion too, right? Yeah. You can be online and just paint a picture that looks perfect and your life is perfect, but you don't get to see the reality, right? So kids growing up or even adults, like you're looking at that thinking, oh, that's realistic. That's achievable. And then look at my life and why am I not like that? Mm -hmm. Oh, I've never done that. (laughs) And then you're only seeing the good on social media. But I think also aside from society, I would also say the environment, right? The environment that you choose to be in. As you were saying, Rory, if you're in a toxic relationship, one that's going to make you think otherwise about yourself or think badly about yourself, right? Yeah, or toxic friendships, toxic Toxic jobs. And even the news, right? Media. Well, yeah, especially when the media is all about, you know, making all of the bad stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not even about, it's like, how can we get your attention, feed that amygdala so that we can, you know, so that we can do fight or flight all the time, keep people in that fear. And I was listening to, I think a YouTube or something that talked about the environment. So you can be as positive and have self-confidence and all that, but like that, if you're in a toxic relationship or in a toxic situation, Mm -hmm. it will wear you down because our brain is programmable. Yeah, eventually you believe it. Eventually you believe it. And so that was powerful for me to understand about our brains. It's like we, you know, we can do all the positive things, but there can be this environment. And it's kind of like an alcohol working in, an alcoholic working in a liquor store. Mm. Eventually it's going to break down right? because that's how our brain works. Right. We're wired that way. I yeah. think the only way to fight it is to, to understand that. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. That way you can counteract it. You can see the situation for what it is and what it's doing. And then you have a choice to like. Right. Well, uh, yeah. And remembering that you have a choice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And choose sometimes that means, yeah, leaving the environment and creating a new one. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say then, Brenda, is the biggest area you have experienced self-doubt? So for me, over the last eight years, it's been the business, right? It's creating a business, going from corporate 30 plus years, you know, being in the box Mm -hmm. to entrepreneurship. And what that did was bring out, I think, I think that's the biggest self-development, you know, project we could ever have is starting our own business. Nah. I know you guys can't relate. <laughs> and and so what it has done is I, I found that more, the doubt, you know, because it's a whole new world. And so having to retrain, having to rethink the marketing, doing the things that I hadn't had to do before. And it's a, a kind of a reframing of my thoughts around it. 
And so I've run into more comparison. I've run into, I don't know how to do that. I've run into more of my insecurities and which is good too, right? Cause that's right. where this is a positive because then I can overcome that Address because it. I didn't have to do it before. How about you, Rory? I mean, I think it's something similar. I think it's any time that I want to stretch myself into mm-hmm. a new area, right? And that's when you start to compare yourself to people that have been doing it their entire life, yeah. right? So you're like, <laughs> oh, that's what I want to be. And that person shows up in a certain way and it's amazing and they're so well put together and they're so well spoken and they're so successful. And then you're like, oh yeah, but they've been doing it for 20 years, right? But we don't, we don't, we don't think about that in the beginning. No. You just immediately compare yourself to the best. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh boy, how am I ever going to do that? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that. I'm not good enough. Talk about self-sabotage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sakura, how about you? Oh, definitely relationships, mm. whether it's familial, right, mm. romantic. Yeah, I never felt safe enough to fully show up and be myself up until, what, the last six years yeah. right, when I got really sick. Yeah. And then, you know, and then I came out of the spiritual closet on the airwaves, <laughs> everyone, and that was an end of an era. So, you know. <laughs> Things can change, right? If we're committed to doing the work and we're committing to wanting it to change. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, because that's the other thing. It's all up to you. It is. And it's being able to get to that point, right? Because I think we have to sit in it for a while. You know, it's kind of like we learn through pain for some reason as human beings. It's like, it's almost like we have to suffer. Oh, yeah. You know, suffering. Well, it's because nobody's teaching us as we're going along, right? I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. that's kind of goes back to the childhood thing. Mm-hmm. Either A, you're just figuring it on your own, like you talked about. Yeah. Or you have parents that are giving you negative feedback. And I think I'm so curious to know what the percentage of the population that has like a really positive, supportive upbringing is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I think if you have that, then you're going to be way better off. Doesn't mean, of course, you're still going to go through things and make mistakes but right. you're going to have a better foundation. I do know people like that. That's awesome. It's fascinating. <laughs> I know it's like an anomaly. It's like, whoa. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break, but everyone stay tuned for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. And remember, if you have a question or you want to message us on Facebook, you can do so at Love From The Hip, and that's HYP. What would it be like to deeply remember the secrets of your soul so that you can travel the unknown with confidence and genuinely sit back, relax, enjoying life without all the everyday worries? I'm Jen Shen, a mystic mentor who guides you to align and amplify your soul's true mission. Get healing, clarity around your next steps, release unresolved guilt, agreements, and karma so that you can fulfill your purpose and reach your utmost potential while experiencing true freedom. Awaken the soul power within you today with me, Jen Duchenne. Learn more at jenduchenne.com. That's J-E-N-D-U-C-H-E-N-E.com. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries 
without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at asteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. Peach fuzz is great if it's on a peach. Let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast, and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. On today's show, we're discussing self-doubt. If you have a question or need some advice, message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. All right. Well, you guys want to go to our messages for today? Oh, absolutely. Let's do it. Eric, can you help us out? Sure. Hannah from Dayton says, I've started my own business and I find... Uh, I find that I feel stuck when it comes to putting myself out there. I'm comparing myself to others, which adds to the stuckness. What can I do to move forward? I feel like you were just talking about this, Brenda. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't relate at all. So, yes, I so understand this. And what we do when we compare ourselves to others, it's understanding where the comparison is stemming from. Self-reflection can be super helpful, and this is what I got to do. You know, were you compared, like we talked about before, were you compared to other siblings or adults in your life? And the other piece is, have you failed at something before? Mm -hmm. Because that fear of failure comes up. That's one of the, you know, the causes of self-doubt is that fear of failure. So if we feel like that, it can haunt us. So doing some self-reflection as in writing about where we felt these things before, you know, where is it familiar? How far back does it go? That can be super helpful in just identifying it. And once we're aware of it, then like you guys just talked about, we have a choice mm-hmm. on how I want to change it to move forward. What do you guys think? And I think you brought up a good point about self-doubt serving a lot of people as protection from failing again. Yeah. Right. But I heard this wonderful quote, remember that your your own success, right? You, you can't measure that by others, as we were saying mm-hmm. earlier, but you will never rise above the opinion you have of yourself. Yes. Right? Yeah. So I, savvy with that. I think there's a couple different parts. I think there's one, are you prepared to start your own business? Mm. So you could have self-doubt because maybe you just haven't had enough training. and Maybe mm. you don't feel confident. And you got to be careful because then you might do overtraining. Like people get in that place where they feel like, oh, just one more certificate, just one more thing. Oh, no, I don't understand. (laughs) No. Right? But it is a a really good question to ask yourself and to be honest, like, Mm -hmm. am I prepared to go into this field? Mm -hmm. I have worked with people before that felt like they were prepared, but they were not, right? Right. So it's a really super valid question to ask. But then if you ask yourself that question and you, you are truly prepared, then I think, as you mentioned, don't compare yourself to the people that are out there that are the best. You may want to look at them and aspire to be like that. 
And you just have to have enough confidence in yourself to put one foot in front of the other every day and just keep going. If you really want to do this, and you just have to be willing to take that risk and, and believe in yourself and, and understand that everybody feels like this. Well, Anybody yeah. that's going to start a business, I mean, unless maybe you're Steve Jobs, right? <laughs> right. Um, is going gonna, is gonna to have this feeling. It's totally normal. Well, and to get some help around that, meaning a mentor, a coach, mm -hmm. you know, some other, a little, like a little mastermind with beginners. Um, that was helpful for me. Yeah, is to point. Yeah, to be able to know that, okay, this is normal, like you just said, because otherwise when I'm sitting in this neighborhood in my head, you know, it's like one of those Scary. don't go in there alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and entrepreneurship can be lonely. And reach starting out, our business. Reach out to your friends. Absolutely. Right? Reach out to your support team. Well, as you mm -hmm. mentioned, I mean, today with Facebook, but with groups, right? Like yeah. there's so many groups out there. There's of a like, lot of resources. Like-minded people that are trying to do the same thing. And mm -hmm. you're right. Like it wasn't it, 10 years ago that didn't exist. Now you can find people, you can join these groups, you can talk, you can compare notes, you can support each other. Like there's a lot and more And no, you're resources. not alone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, you don't have to do it alone. Nope, you don't have to, Hannah. Don't do it alone. All right, I hope that helps you. We have another message, Eric? Franca from Munich, and I hope I'm saying Franca's name right. <laughs> I never really struggled with self-doubt until I became a mother. Is this normal? Okay, Sakura. Absolutely, and completely. <laughs> I think it's just a new fear, right, that you have responsibility over another person's life. Oh, gonna, yeah. You're going to drop this thing and break it, <laughs> like on day drop one? It, drop it on its head. What do you do with it, right? That was my, it's like, mm -hmm. what, by the time you have two or three after that, it's like, yeah, it's old hat. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. But I think, you know, as you're being called to make some choices, right, and decisions as the adult and the, the, the parent, I think it's also important to remember that your child also has their own individual journey, right? And as much as we try to bubble wrap our children and protect them from anything happening, those things will still happen because it's their journey. It's their lessons to learn. It's their karma, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think looking back, it's funny how worried I was for the first Probably a couple of years, right? Yeah. Because everything's new. I mean, the first six months, like yes. so small. And, you're, mm -hmm. and then you're worried about feeding them. and then, So it's totally normal to worry. But it's almost laughable when you look back and think about how much you worry now, right? Because right. you had to do it again. You're like, oh, this is, this is nothing. But well, you're right. It's a new experience. Yeah. And you're not trained to do it. And you think about big families, right? Like probably mm -hmm. for you, Brenda. The first kid, everyone's very concerned. And yeah. oh, my gosh, by the book, let me look this up in the textbook. Let me ask the doctor. And by the third or fourth kid, it's like, yeah, they're fine. Let them eat the dirt. Yeah, rub some dirt on yeah. it. So even by the second, I remember my daughter, like the first one, I was like, no, mom, you have to, you know, wash your hands. You have to sit a certain way. You can't hold the head. You have to hold the head up. And I was like, I, I've done this before, honey, mm -hmm. you know, with the grandkids. And but the second one, she's like, here, take it, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. But it's also new. So I think as a mother, every single stage is new mm -hmm. new it's like a new job every single thing is new yep. so of course we're going to have self-doubt but then it goes back to the positive part is that can also help us assess get some help if we need it become aware have some self-compassion for ourselves and for the kid right <laughs> too because oh my gosh i doubted myself through all the stages and even even as adults mm -hmm. my kids now as adults you know it's like okay did i do okay did I cause this? You know, and I had to really look at that. Especially so, as a divorced parent, right? Yes. I mean, you have even more self-doubt. Yep. There's not this 
other partner to talk to and exactly <laughs> run things through. Yeah, so it's normal, Franca. It's normal. One hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Eric, any more messages? Yeah, Jasper from Santa Monica says, I've been in a long-term relationship for a while, and I often feel criticized by my partner. He says he's just giving me constructive criticism. How do I know if I'm just being overly sensitive or not? Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh honey. Oh, that construct that gets cringe. Me. I know. Constructive like criticism. Word, do I do not. No. I don't because there is no such thing as constructive criticism because criticism is criticism. Mm. Now, what we can do though is create awareness around the feelings around what we have when we're being criticized or, or talked to because that can be where the sensitivity is. Again, were you criticized growing up? Mm-hmm. Right. Because are you being triggered? Where else have you felt the same exact feelings? What other situations and who was it? And writing those out can be really helpful and understanding the tone. If we can separate ourselves a little bit back, once we can get an idea of that, right, of childhood or not, where have I felt this before? And then doing some work around that with the people from the past mm-hmm. and these feelings, our feelings, because our feelings are information, and they're valid. Well. They're very valid. And the other thing is, is because when you do that, then you can talk to the partner and see where they're at and say, using I statements, you know, mm-hmm. I feel this way when you say that, you know, and can you tell me more about it? But when we're triggered, we can't have that conversation. Yeah, you get defensive and you feel attacked. Yeah. What do you think, Rory? I mean, I think in any relationship, we're going to say things to our partners and we're going to hear things that are going to trigger us. Absolutely. Right? You can't avoid it. So I think the main thing is just being able to have conversations about it that are mm-hmm. healthy, right? So somebody says something to you, you tell them how you feel and they respect that and then you can talk your way through it. And if they don't respect it, then you've got even better information, right? Yeah. So I think that's, you know, with the caller, I think when the person responds is it's just constructive criticism Mm -hmm. that makes you you feel unheard yeah good point and 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 that you're not being validated Mm -hmm. i I think no matter i get you know saying that somebody's overly sensitive it's it's a that's a slippery slope Mm -hmm. right if somebody says something to you and it bothers you yeah you should be able to tell that person and have a conversation Mm -hmm. that is the healthy thing to do so if they're not willing to listen or, or take ownership or show empathy about your feelings, that's an issue, right? That's yeah. a very valid issue. My husband likes to use the word feedback. And yeah. I personally love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I love and welcome, right? Because well, I don't claim to know everything. That's nice. If some, if mm-hmm. somebody, can I give you some feedback? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we use in a coaching situation. Do you, are you open to some feedback? Having that in our relationship is really valuable because then it's like, hmm, am I open or not? Maybe not, right? you know, but if I feel overly sensitive, I've got to look at that too, because where have I heard that? Somebody telling me, because I don't think I'm overly sensitive. That's not my thought. Mm-hmm. So check into that, you know, and As a see. person projecting. Yes, yeah. exactly. I hope that helps you, Jasper. All right, let's go back to our messages, Eric. Sure. Milo from Nashville says, my girlfriend really struggles with self-doubt. I'm always trying to encourage her and boost her confidence, but it's really wearing on me. How can I help her without feeling depleted? I would say empower instead of enable. There you go. Arm your partner with the tools and the resources 
to help them through. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> and what I mean by that is like, is it, is it their responsibility to arm them with the tools or is it like? No, it's not. No. But if you're constantly felt feeling leaned on, right, and yeah. depleted, then it's your, I think it's part of your responsibility in the relationship to another person to offer up these tools. And, I'm asking and you, if they decide to use them, great. If they don't, then. So I'm asking you, what would you say? In terms of tools, if you were like, hey, would you say you should like go talk to someone like you could? Yeah, professional. You could. Yeah, so you're not, so you're not treating. So you're not treating <laughs> me as the professional. Absolutely. Right. right. Yeah. Absolutely. I would do that. Yeah, I'm just curious. Well, and I would question the codependency. That's yeah. where I go because of the fact of we can care too much when we care too much about somebody else's well-being then that's too much responsibility for how they feel. So I would ask, how come you're caring so much over there? What is it within yourself that you are missing by wanting that person to succeed without taking a look at you? If that's the case, right? If, we, if this person is depleted, then this means that they're giving way too much energy to the well-being of someone else without taking a look at yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what I had to do because I was so codependent. I, I was depleted all the time in my relationships, right, with, with my ex who was always angry. And it was like I was giving, 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 trying to make everything okay. And I was depleted because I didn't have the resources for myself. So it's taking a look at me and seeing, okay, wait a minute, why am I trying so hard to make them feel better? When, like you were saying, Sigur, it's like give them the tools, but it's about detachment. Yeah. Yeah, I just think, I just think that... The interesting part is around the giving them the tools. Maybe it's really also about just drawing a line and having a good boundary. A boundary. As mm-hmm. you said, because this is a dynamic where maybe this person wants to help and the other person wants to be with somebody that helps. Yeah. And so it, it kind of feeds off each other. Mm-hmm. So I think in that situation, I don't think it's his responsibility to come up with the tools. Honestly, I think it's his responsibility to say, you know what? Like, I can't play this part yes. in this relationship. Right. This has to be equal. So I love you. I'm here to support you. But I also need you to go out and, like, figure out a way to do this on your own. So you wouldn't help them at all? Well, no, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I, I think. Tough love. I think giving them the tools goes back to, like, now you're solving the problem. Right. Again, versus just drawing the line saying, I'm here for you, but I really need you to go off and, like, get some support and some help yeah. and not make me that person. I can understand yeah. that. But at the same time, if you're in a partnership and relationship with a person, if it's affecting Well, you have a lot of tools, so it's a little different, right? Like, you're not the normal person. Like you got a whole box over Yes, here. you have a whole bag. So it's just no, easy but, for you to dish them out. But I, when I was dating, I didn't want to be their therapist as well. I just strictly wanted to be their girlfriend. And it was challenging. Yeah. It was really well, challenging. Well, because you're a person that likes to help people. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah, this is true. Absolutely. <laughs> well, with that, we're going to take another break, but everyone stick around for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, 
Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. U-R-A, skinandmind.com. Welcome back to Love From The Hit presents The Conscious Coaching Hour. I am intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love From The Hit. I am forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I am transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Be sure to check us out Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific time on 94.7 FM KBKW and 9 p.m. South African time on Cape Town Zone Radio 88.5 FM. It's time for Sakura's Spiritual Sense. Thank you, Eric. I feel like I need a crystal ball. Yes. I'm sure you have it in your bag, You don't have one in the studio, Eric? (laughs) I'm surprised she doesn't have one. Well, my bag's a little heavy already, so... All right, well, let's ask the universe for more guidance around self-doubt. And today, I'm feeling inclined to pull from the Crystal Wisdom Oracle by Judy Hall. Mm. And so the card I will pull is... And it's Rhodochrosite. Have you guys seen this one? Oh, that's beautiful. So Judy Hall writes, Rhodochrosite teaches the heart to assimilate painful feelings without shutting down dissolving denial, and identifying ongoing detrimental patterns. It offers compassionate love and forgiveness. Mm. You face the truth with loving awareness. And what I'm also getting from this card is that it's good to remember that self-doubt can also become a habit. It becomes this pattern of denial, and it is important to identify this when it comes up so that you can be more aware that self-awareness again. Mm-hmm. Also, this could be self-doubt you've been carrying for years from your childhood, as we were mentioning earlier, which no longer fits who you are today as an adult. So check in and see where it's coming from. And go get this vibrant, beautiful pink crystal, rhodochrosite, 
Crystals are powerful, and they're great to lean on in times of need. And it seems like its ability to dissolve dissolve patterns and then surround you with love and self-forgiveness would benefit you greatly when it comes to self-doubt. Oh, you know, I'm all over that. I actually have never seen this one before. Oh, you haven't? Mm -hmm. Yes. My girlfriend told me about rhodochrosite for forgiveness. Yeah. It's powerful. Brenda brings it back around. So when we doubt ourselves, we might have a challenging time trusting ourselves. Will we make the right decisions? What if we are wrong? What I found for me was that I wasn't being very reliable with myself. I would say I'm going to start this exercise routine and not do it, hitting the snooze button and going back to sleep thinking tomorrow's a better day. We do this with eating too, telling ourselves we are going to start eating healthy, but we don't follow through. No wonder we doubt ourselves if we are not being really honest with ourselves. That's where we want to start. Building self-trust can be key to ridding ourselves of self-doubt. How do we do that? Well, we start with, number one, do what we say we're going to do. Learn to not hit that snooze button. Get up when it goes off, even if you have to roll out of bed and slither across the floor to the bathroom. I've done that. It works. (laughs) Or set the alarm for the right time that you're going to get up. Go to bed earlier. You know, you get the idea. Follow through for you. Number two, learn your unconscious beliefs and patterns. A client came to me saying she had a time management challenge, but after taking, after talking, it was clear that it wasn't about time management. It was about her not being able to say no, so she continually overcommitted. She had a belief that if she said no, she would be rejected. Once we could look at the fear of rejection and get clarity around that, then she learned to say no and was able to commit to only the things that worked for her, which had her feeling more empowered. And number three, be mindful of your thinking. Our brains are wired for safety and they are programmable by design. So what you focus on, you get more of. Most of us let that inner critic voice run the show. Next time that critic starts chirping with those familiar vicious statements, take a moment and ask yourself, is that really true? How do I know it's true? And see what happens. What this does is it pauses the chirping so you have the time to interject a more positive thought. Have a choice, right? Give it a try. Yeah, I really like that part about being honest. I think sometimes we don't even realize how much self-doubt we have. I know. Right? It's just kind of under the surface. Yeah. And as you mentioned, we have these tactics to not see it. Mm -hmm. Overworking. Maybe it's using drugs and alcohol. Maybe it's always being around other people, like whatever it is, right? Busyness. Yeah, we have all these ways to kind of mask the Mm -hmm. self-doubt. I like the accountability aspect that you brought up. I think that's really important. Yeah, that made me, you know, think about this whole concept of just believing in yourself, right? Like a lot of people just don't, aren't able to believe in themselves enough. So as you mentioned, like going to the gym, right? Yes. If you can't ever imagine yourself being in the shape that you want to be in, because maybe you haven't been that way your life, it's really hard to get up at 5 a.m. and go because Mm -hmm. you don't actually have a vision that you believe in. You don't think it's realistic. Mm -mm. It's never been a reality until, you know, hopefully soon. That's one of the biggest things I work work on in with hypnosis, right, is the future self. Oh, you have to anchor that. Like you said, Rory, you've never experienced it. You think that it's out of your realm. You can never have it. Yeah, you have to believe it's possible. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Love that future self. Here's Rory's Reflections. Self-doubt isn't always a bad thing. There are benefits to questioning the words we use, the actions we take, and the decisions we make in our lives. Especially when you realize 
that we're always learning and growing, and it's normal to make mistakes. A little self-doubt can show a willingness to hear others' points of view and acknowledge that we don't always have the answers or get things right the first time. Self-doubt can be harmful when it stops us from taking action on the things that matter most. When we decide to play it safe and stay small instead of taking risks, which are often required to get what we desire most. When it paralyzes us from making decisions as if the consequences of our choices can never be undone. It's normal to second-guess ourselves, and I'm not sure it's realistic or even healthy to live a life without moments of doubt. The difference is how we let that voice of doubt affect us in those moments, and whether or not we have the courage to overcome it and live our lives to the fullest, regardless of our fears. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that spin on it. Have um, I convinced you, Sakura, that a little <laughs> self doubt? <laughs> but I remember, no. I remember being frozen. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, so many times, especially in the business of visibility and getting out there and marketing. Oh, my God. Well, think about what we just all went through collectively, right? Absolutely. I mean, COVID brought up the sense of mortality, right? There goes, right. We're, not, we're no longer invincible, and also everything can just be taken away from us. And mm-hmm. so I also think that self-doubt, as you were saying, Rory, it, it keeps you in the comfort zone, but it keeps you from living your life. Yeah. And what's a life if you're, you know, what's a life worth if you're not living it? Exactly. Yeah, I think COVID was such a great example of the entire world transformed mm-hmm. and the amount of doubt that that just instilled in everyone. Well, right? yeah. Well, it, did it instill it or did it bring it up because it's already there? Well, it's mm-hmm. good, good. You know, I mean, when we look at it like that, it's like, yeah, because a lot of people quit taking risks. Yes, absolutely. You know, and they went into the fear, but the fear is what we were meant to overcome, too. I mean, we could, if, you know, Mr. Positive, we're no, thinking No, 100%, that way. right? It was, <laughs> I mean, everything is an opportunity. Yeah. Right? It is. And as you mentioned, like, that situation arose and it was an opportunity to sit with those feelings and and to ideally transform them or to or to distract ourselves from them i mean that's information too right where was i distracting myself where did i freeze fight or flight kind of thing you know because of the of the trauma that it brought up it was just this really good catalyst for so much information and awareness absolutely or is a great opportunity to finish netflix <laughs> all those series yes exactly all the binging yeah. cross all that right. one off <laughs> well that's all the time we have for today we want to thank eric our amazing producer kknw timber country cape town zone radio and you the listener don't forget to subscribe like and share our podcast the conscious coaching hour which you can find under love from the hip that's hyp Anywhere you can find podcasts. And what are we talking about on our next show? On our next show, we'll be discussing the topic of life purpose and how it can guide our life decisions, influence our behavior, shape our goals, offer us a sense of direction, and create meaning in our lives. And keep us from binging Netflix. Yes, I love it. Hopefully. (laughs) Do you love the show? Have a question you would like us to answer on the air? Follow us, like us, and message us on Instagram or Facebook at Love From The Hip, and that's H-Y-P. You can find me at SakuraSutter.com. You can find me at RoryReich.com. You can find me at BrendaReeseCoaching.com. Tune in every month on Wednesdays from 2 to 3 p.m. on AM 1150 KKNW and Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 94.7 FM KBKW. 
and 9 p.m. South African time on Cape Town's 88.5 FM for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. Where we help you awaken your intuition and inner coach. So you can live your best life.